Hi, I'm Sarah, and this is my daughter and my co-host, Allegra. You may know my mom from the Mom Hour. On this show, we talk about the books, shows, podcasts, and music that our family enjoys together, plus how we discover great media for kids and how we consume it. We also talk about other fun stuff like board games, tablet games, and movies. Today's episode is all about time travel as a genre. We have a lot of books to recommend, and Allegra, this is one of your favorite genres, so it's it going to be fun. Come on, Mom. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. It is episode 24, and thank you so much, everyone who sent in emails and voicemails that we talked about last episode. And today we're talking about one of my favorite genres of books. It's kind of weird that I like it so much because I'm not super into fantasy and things that aren't like normal life. But with time travel, I really like that each author has a different perspective on how it should work. Yes. So I think you're not alone in that, Allegra. I think time travel, there's a reason why it has fascinated authors. And I can think of grown-up books with time travel, movies with time travel, even, you know, little kids story series with time travel. So it has a kind of appeal. And I agree. It's an appeal that goes outside of traditional like magic or fantasy. Yeah. It's kind of its own thing. And yeah, I just Mm want to echo thank you to everybody who submitted what you have been reading. So two weeks ago, um, our first episode of 2021 was all book recommendations. Um, suggested by you all. So go back and listen to that one if you missed it. And there's a whole bunch of great recommendations in the show notes for uh, episode 23. And today, like you said, Allegra is all about time travel. So we have to share what brought about this topic because this is kind of fun. We got invited to a premiere. Ooh, I know, but it's COVID time. So there was no red carpet. We didn't get to go down to L.A., Um, But we did get invited as part of the Disney Channel PR team. We got invited to get a sneak preview of a new show that's out on Disney called Secrets of Sulphur Springs. And we got to see it about a week before everybody else, but it is out now. And I was so excited because this is a Disney show that's geared toward ages 6 to 14, which conveniently, all three of you guys fall within that. And that's kind of a hard age group to satisfy because... It can't be too scary or hard to understand for six-year-olds, and it can't be too boring or childish for 14 teenagers. Yeah, yeah. and um, so you all are about to be eight. I guess Violet will be eight any day now by the time this airs, and then 10 and 12 going on 13. So that was it was fun to see it line up perfectly with you guys. So what did you think of Secrets of Sulphur Springs? When I saw the preview, I wasn't sure if I'd like it, but it's really good. Um, the preview made it seem stressful and scary and suspenseful. It is suspenseful, but it's not so suspenseful that I don't like it because I really don't like suspense or like. Yeah, you don't like scary. traditional like I would say like Halloween, quote unquote, I'm using air quotes, like Halloween type suspense, like, you know, a dark house where something's going to jump out yeah. at you. And I do think that the trailer for Secrets of Sulphur Springs played up that aspect. And there's a little bit of that, but yes. it's, it's really good storytelling, I think. Mm-hmm. And all the actors are amazing. And we got to do a Q&A with them after the show on Zoom, of course, but it was really cool. Yeah, we got we got to chat with the actors on Zoom and ask them questions. It was really fun for our whole family. And then the show is out now on um, Disney Channel and we'll link it up in the show notes so you can go check it out. But that actually 
um, that kind of brought up for us this genre of first, we were going to kind of talk about mysteries um, and we may do that in a future episode, but the secrets of sulfur Springs is specifically a time travel mystery. Um, and I think Allegra, when you realize when you were watching it and realized that that was the premise, I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, she's going to like this. Yeah. She loves time travel. So do you, I mean, you kind of touched on it earlier, but do you want to talk about why you love time travel as a genre so much? Well, each author has a different kind of idea of how you would be able to time travel and like the idea of how time works and like, cause it's kind of a mystery in and of itself and you can kind of decide um, without too much like realistic problems. Right. So, it's almost like each author has to decide what their rules of time travel are. And then as long as they stick to it within that book or that series. Yeah. It, it works. works for the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you want to kind of explain some of the big, like the big, t- the big time travel paradox is what? Do you want to explain that or do you want me to? You can. Well, I, I could be wrong about this. <laughs> I'm probably unqualified. But I think one of the big ones that authors grapple with is, let's say in a story, characters go back in time. What if they change what happened in the past? Does that then change everything that happens in the future. And I think I think in most books it does. Yes. Yes. And the the degree to which an author kind of plays with that idea, and I think is you have is, to really plan it out. Yeah, you have to really it kind of like it scrambles your brain a mm-hmm. little bit. Um one book where that plays a pretty big role is Time Traveling with a Hamster, which I um found. I thought that it would be like a childish book, but it's really it's a pretty um when I heard Hamster <laughs> the first thing in my mind was that like it's a kid's book um mm-hmm. like a magic treehouse or like yeah. and I I was still interested cuz I like um time travel but I thought that I'd like go through it quickly and it might not have been thought out but it was a really good book and I actually got another book written by the same author that's not about time travel mm-hmm. um that author is I'm looking at it now we got time traveling with a hamster as a recommendation from our favorite books blog which is what do we do all day.com um and Erica the blogger there rounded up a bunch of time travel books we'll link to her post in the show notes but um the author is Ross Welford of time traveling with a hamster and Erica the blogger says about ages 10 and up for that one so I would agree with you it did seem like it was going to be more of a little kid book but not maybe more middle grade to tween um, so, so you're saying that they do play with that idea of changing yeah. the present by mm-hmm. going back in the past. Okay. Um, if you could time travel, would you? Would I time travel? Mm-hmm. Yes. And do you know where you'd go when you'd go? Um, I'd want to see something important that happened in history and something that was disputed. Oh, something like, um, I don't know, see the Hamilton and Bird duel or see something else that was like they don't know who shot first and right. like or something that they don't know what happened. Even if nobody would believe me that I had seen it, but I would know what actually happened. That's a great answer. So it's not so much about which time period in history, but you would go to check something out that yeah. nobody's quite figured out yet. I love that. I love that. Um, and you've also told me before that you think it would be interesting to use time travel to bring famous people from the past to our time period. Yes. Have you read any books where that happens? Because that's kind of an idea unique to you. No, I haven't read anything that I know of, like that I remember. I'm, I don't know. 
no, I, I haven't read anything that has that in it. But I think that would be good because how it would work for me would be um, you would bring them when they were like asleep. So they weren't missing in their time period. They'd still be asleep in their time period, but they'd be awake here. And then when you done, you were done like questioning them or like, I don't know, showing them around the present, which I think would be really interesting to see how they'd react. Um, then you could send them back and they wouldn't remember it or they'd think it was a dream. It wouldn't affect the future, but it would you could learn things about the past. I mean, you've really thought this through. I think maybe there's a there's a book series in you or something that is fascinating. I'm just kind of thinking of the movie Encino Man, which you haven't seen yet. I don't believe. But they like basically unfreeze a caveman from the past and and, you know, show him what life is like here. Um, But yeah, I think that's a really interesting concept. Um, Yeah. Well, we do have a few book recommendations um, and we'll link to some more in the show notes, including that blog post roundup. Um, One that I thought of, Allegra, that you and I read together a few years ago is The Magic Half by Annie Barrows. Do you remember that one? That was one of like the first time travel books that I ever read. And then I think I reread it later. Yeah. Just Uh, more recently, I reread it. But I read it with you, I think, mm -hmm. when I was like nine Yeah. And she, I don't have such a terrible memory for plots, but she really gets kind of stuck in the past yeah, and like really has trouble getting back to the present. Um, And just a word of warning, there is another great chapter book, but that's not this one called Half Magic that I read as a kid. And this is called The Magic Half. And every time I go to look them up, I I swap names. So this is The Magic Half by Annie Barrows um, and really good time travel story. And like you said, Allegra, other than the time travel, very much rooted in realistic everyday life, which I think is what you like. Like I like fantasy or like science fiction books where like everything is normal. And then you find out that something crazy can happen. Nobody believes you like Mm -hmm. not where like the whole world is magical. And like some people are like, I don't know, fairies and like goblins. I don't know. The only book where I like that the Hobbit was really good. Yeah. That's like a classic. There are always exceptions, always exceptions. Um, well, we were trying to brainstorm a few time traveling themed books for younger readers. And the one that comes up most obviously is Magic Treehouse, which I feel like we mentioned constantly, but it's an early chapter book series, makes a great read aloud for um, preschoolers and early elementary where you're reading aloud from chapter books, but they need to be kind of short and digestible with some pictures. Um, and the premise of Magic Treehouse, of course, is that Jack and Annie travel back in time um, to different time periods each book and then have some kind of an adventure. Now, I don't think Jack and Annie ever have to worry about. Well, because they usually affect things on such a small level. They're not like stopping like the Roman Empire from collapsing, (laughs) but they're maybe like helping a Roman kid like, I don't know, do something that won't affect history, but it will help that kid. Yeah. Or like, you yeah, know. they don't get too deep in the time travel paradox with those. Although I always, I'm always so curious because they come back and like no time has passed. So they're always like, bye mom. And they go like, you know, walking down toward the Frog Creek woods. And I'm always like, are they gone for very long when they come they're back? They're gone for 10 minutes. Is that, oh, do they five say that? Five minutes, they're five minutes back. Oh, I missed that. They do detail. say that they like do a that. lot. Okay. They say, we'll be back in 10 minutes. We're going for a walk. And then <laughs> they really, 
leave for like a long time, but it only feels like 10 minutes back home. I just five minutes to the treehouse and five minutes back. Okay. Well, you clearly have this under wraps. I just don't want their mom to worry. That's the, that's my main concern. Um, I'm she must so- worry why they have all these mysterious five, <laughs> 10 minute walks into the woods and then come back with like nothing to show for it. And like, you really don't meet um, their mom, their parents no. hardly at all. Um, they're definitely a couple of free range kids. I'm so also, sometimes they wake up in like the middle of the night and they're like, mom, we're going for a 10 minute walk <laughs> into the woods. We'll be right back. I'm so curious what Mary Pope Osborne, the author, what she thinks of real time travel, because she's a, I mean, she's a very prolific author, a very smart lady. I bet she's thought about it, even if we don't explore it in the books. So Um, we, that was what we came up with for younger readers, but I'm sure there are other time travel based, um, books for younger readers. So I feel like there is that I've read and I cannot think of even what it's about or like the name or anything. So we'll, we'll throw some additional recommendations in the show notes, um, as we come up with them between this recording and when this episode publishes, um, you wanted to mention at least one other series, right? Allegra? Yeah, um, this one I also found on whatdoweedoallday.com, and it is called The Flashback 4, and it's about um, this billionaire recruits these four kids to go back and not change history, but just take pictures of history. Oh. And they have to not get caught because, yeah, and so, like, they go to the Gettysburg Address, they go to the Titanic, they go to Mount Vesuvius and they go to the Hamilton Burr duel. I have not read the one about the Hamilton Burr duel. Oh, well, you need to unless you can figure out a way. I think to... we lost the book. Oh, we shoot. All four of them and then lost that one. Yeah. Reed loved that series also. And he is very difficult to get into, like get out of his regular book routine and into a new one. So that was his like regular book routine is super thick, classic books <laughs> like Moby Dick and I don't know. Yeah. Or he'll reread. Treasure Island. a bunch. And I mean, he's a, he's a wonderful reader. So, and he reads a lot of nonfiction too, a lot of comic books. So, um, but that was, I was surprised that that fictional series grabbed him as quickly as it did. So that's flashback four. Um, and then for adults, I was thinking the Outlander series, which is very popular. Not a kid. Would kids, I like that one? No, no not I a kid series, no. um, but does involve time travel all the way back to I want to say 1700s from the it starts in World War II post-World War II era so like the 1940s and then she travels back to the 1700s in Scotland England Scotland um, and that people love that and there's a TV series as well so see the adults can get right into the time travel as well um, I know that we're talking mostly about books today but some obvious movie choices that come up are back to the future, which does make a mm-hmm. pretty fun family viewing. Did yeah. we show it to the whole family maybe a couple years ago? Yeah. Uh-huh. And we started to watch the second movie, but I didn't really like it. Although one funny thing that I always think is funny is um they go to the future in the movie, except that the future is 2015 mm-hmm. and they have like flying cars and like holograms and I know. like Daddy's very sad that we don't have flying cars by now. because He was promised it by Back to the Future. Um, Back to the Future, definitely, the the first movie definitely plays with that idea of things will be messed up in when you get back to the future. Yeah. Um, if something goes wrong in the past. Um, and so that I know for people my age, that was a very formative understanding of 
time travel, going back to see your, you know, see your parent as a young person, which actually that brings us back to Secrets of Sulphur Springs. I don't think that's a spoiler at all or not too big of a spoiler, but um, there is also that running theme of seeing your, you know, a young person seeing their parent at a much younger age. So that's kind of another fun thing to play with, with time travel. Yeah. Well, did we kind of, do we kind of cover time travel, do you think? Yeah. And I just like the whole topic. So if anybody wants to tell me other time travel books, I'm sure I'll like them. Yeah, that's a great point. We are hello at kidliteratepodcast.com. You can email Allegra your time travel book recommendations. Um, and we should talk about what we're reading. So in every episode, we talk about what we're reading and then also what you are reading. And so Allegra, what are you reading right now? Well, I am reading The Book Thief by Marcus Zusak. And um, it's a very good book, kind of sad. Um, and it's told by Death. So Death is a character in the book. And death goes around and collects people's souls after they die. He does not kill people. But wow. once they die of normal um, human causes, then he collects their souls. Is this Does this one take place in Nazi-era Germany? Yes, it does. Okay. Yeah. So I'm looking right now, and I'm seeing one recommendation for 12 and up. And I, at, when I was uh, going to check this out for you, I had to look. It seemed like it's been talked about as YA, young adult, and then a, then maybe it is just for adults. It really was never meant for young people. And I had a little bit of a hard time telling, but would you say 12 and up is about right? Yeah, I'd say 12 and up. Okay. So it's not wildly mature. I don't know if it was written for kids, but it's not nothing in it is bad. It's about the main character is a nine through 14 year old kid. I mean, it takes place over a... Right. That's a, that's time, always a good guideline that we yeah. use is how old is your protagonist? If they're 16, mm -hmm. it's probably not a book for your nine-year-old. Um, but yeah, so there's a movie of this too. Do you think it would make a good movie? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. I want to see what death looks like. I could not picture him. I, I picture everything when I'm reading and like, I don't know. I just pictured him as like a normal person. Yeah. Okay. So that's The Book Thief by Marcus Zuzak. Well, I am, first of all, I'm finally reading again regularly, so I won't be a broken record of just what's on my nightstand. Um, I finished The Five Love Languages of Children by Gary Chapman and Ross Campbell, which is part of the five love languages kind of whole system of books. And I didn't care for it, actually, but I do think it's an interesting premise. And actually, Megan and I have an episode on the Mom Hour that I can link to in, in our show notes, Allegra, uh, where we talked about this. So I kind of read it for work. Um, and then I moved on to reading a book by John Meacham called The Soul of America that's really, really good. I think, Allegra, you would like a lot of it because you're kind of into presidential stuff right now. You're watching The West Wing. We'll talk about that in a future episode. Um, but The Soul of America by John Meacham looks at um, presidents in our country during hard times and how they showed kind of moral leadership and character. Um, and so it, I think you'd like it, Allegra, because you, you get a peek into several different historical time periods rather mm -hmm. than doing a big deep dive on in one. You kind of pop around from Lincoln to FDR to, you know, different, different tough times in American history where we needed leadership. So um, that feels appropriate for right now. And I'm really enjoying it. And that's The Soul of America by John Meacham. And I am reading 
a book called by John Meacham. Um, I'm kind of reading it between books because it's kind of dense, but it's the biography of Thomas Jefferson. Yeah. So we're both reading Meacham. Book. Yeah. He's um, a very good historical writer. Yes. Okay. So we have voicemails. Um, we got an email from Jade, who is mom to Eva and Anna. And Eva and Anna left us voicemails about what they are reading. So let's listen to those now. Hi, I'm Eva, and I live in Florida. I am eight years old in the second grade, but I'm reading three books right now. One of them is Cat vs. Dog by James Patterson and Chris Gabstein. The, well, another of them is The Candy Makers and the Great Chocolate Case by, Chase by Wendy Mass. The, the last one is, if you're reading this, it's too late. It's part of, by Pseudonymous Boss. It's part of a, ser- a, of a series called The Secret Series, and there are five books in the series. Hi, my name's Anna. I'm 10 years old in the fifth grade, and I live in Florida. Right now, I'm reading Keepers of the Lost Cities by Shannon Messenger. It's part of a series containing eight or nine books. The book I was reading right before that is called How to Disappear Completely by Allie Standish. Well, thank you, Eva and Anna. Those were so nice. Yes, thank you. And keep those voicemails coming. We love hearing the little voices from all around the country and the world. And so Jade also shared in the email, Jade is mom to Eva and Anna, and she is reading Titan, The Life of John D. Rockefeller Sr. by, do you see who is by, Allegra? Ron Chernow, who and wrote what, the Hamilton biography that I read. Yes. And another of those kind of like big, beefy um, historical biographies. And Jade said they picked it for their book club and it is quite the beast of a book. And I smiled at that because I know the Hamilton biography by Chernow is no joke. So thank you, Jade and Eva and Anna. And thank you, everybody, for sending in your emails and your voicemails to hello at kidliteratepodcast.com. For the voicemails, you just can record yourself on your phone and pop that right in an email. Um, It's pretty easy. So we appreciate that. Thank you, guys. And then finally, before we wrap, um, last week we announced that we have a listener survey out. It's open. It's ready for your responses. It's pretty quick. And Allegra, we have some responses. So it's been really fun to see everybody's kind of opinion about what their favorite episodes have been, what episodes they'd like to hear from us in the future. So that's been really fun. Yeah. Thank you guys for the ones who responded. And it will be open for about another month. So you have plenty of time, but we'd like to hear from you. Yeah. The survey is set up so that um, if you have older kids and you give them permission, we're, we'd love to hear directly from kids. We're also, we'd also love to hear from moms or moms and kids together. Um, so whoever in your house is listening can fill this out. Um, and it's linked right in the show notes. And I don't know, it takes probably a minute. You yeah. Think? Really and you quick. can do multiple responses. Like if you want to fill one out and your kid wants to fill one out or... That's a great idea. Both your kids want to fill them out or. Yeah. Great idea. So again, uh, check that link for our listener survey right in the show notes, wherever you're listening right now or at kidliteratepodcast.com. And Allegra, this was fun. We'll be back in a couple weeks. Thank you, guys. Kid Literate is a production of Life Listened. Our sound engineer is Brian Thomas from Yokai Audio. You can find links to everything we mentioned at kidliteratepodcast.com. And be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show wherever you listen. Thanks.